Hey, it's Jermichael Jordan, and I want to welcome you back to Decoded. Decoded. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to Decoded, y'all. Wow, wow, I'm so excited to have you back this week. Listen, we're going to jump right into it. I hope you've had an awesome weekend and you're a great start to your week. We're coming off of Easter, y'all. How was y'all Easter? How was your Easter? You know, I'd be interested to know how you celebrated, how you uh, celebrated the, the Easter season. And uh, for me... It looks different for some people. Uh, for, for a lot of people, it's the same. For others, it's different. Um, I, I, I definitely look at Easter as a time to reminisce and to reflect on just the purpose of what it means for me and my beliefs, and that is uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what, I, that's what I believe. That's what my family believes, and I grew up in that. And I know a lot of people don't celebrate it for that reason. Um, but for me, it was extra special this year because my my two young boys, Micah and Nathan, they were able to experience it for the first time and actually realize what was happening. And of course, they were still more excited about the Easter eggs and the, the candy, uh, more so than the actual story uh, of our, our faith. But I know that's going to come over time. They definitely recognized it. We recognized it as a family, my wife and I. And we just enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. It's always good to to experience holidays with one another, especially holidays like Easter. You get dressed up. And I'm telling you, if, if you don't follow me on social media and you weren't able to see with your own eyes, I'm just going to express it to you. My two young boys were fly. It used to be a time that I, they would try to dress up and want to be like me, but I actually put on an outfit just so I could match them. Y'all should have seen it. They had on navy blue and uh, navy blue slacks and some brown loafers and baby blue uh, sh a shirt, navy blue slacks, baby blue shirt, and some suspenders and a bow tie. They even had a top hat, y'all. And so they were together looking like the Nicholas brothers. And I had to go to my closet and I had to find my navy blue slacks and I had to put on my baby blue and bow tie. And it was just awesome, awesome fun. After that, we, we went to church. We did the church thing. Then we went to my folks' house and we ate good, y'all. We ate good. I don't know why it takes a holiday for us to eat that good. Man, we had roast beef. We had... What did we have? We had cornbread casserole. If you've never had cornbread casserole, please Google it. Please Google it. My Aunt Stephanie was the first person to make it. And then it became like a family tradition. And everybody's like, what's the recipe? And so my sister, Demetria, she ended up making a cornbread casserole, figuring out the, um, the recipe. And it's just as good. Then my sister, she made a roast. My wife, she made a roast. And we had green beans my wife made some special green beans she has a special um recipe for green beans that is so good so so good i can't tell you what it is i don't even know it. she keeps it as a secret but it's literally the only green bean recipe that i can eat constantly and continuously and probably go back and get a second and third plate it's so sweet it's so good and then we just kind of laid around 
and just enjoyed each other and just talked and stayed over my folks house all night long to the point where people was falling asleep. My mother-in-law has come into town from Little Rock, Arkansas. And so we just been kicking it, just been kicking it. And um, it's just an awesome weekend. And I pray yours is just as good. Uh, but for this week, this week, we have a topic, man, that I am so excited to share with you all this week. It's one of those to- topics that, that, that even when I try not to be excited about it, I get excited about it. I try to contain myself. I try to slow down and I end up talking fast and I end up getting passionate about it because this topic today is really near and dear to my heart because it's everything that I am or everything that I aspire to be. Let me say it that way. It's everything that I aspire to be, not just for me, but for the people around me, for my children, for those who look up to me, for those who I lead. My job, my goal is to always leave people better than they were when we met. And so today we're going to be talking about a topic that hopefully just jumps out of the speakers and, and, and just jumps into your heart. And that is the topic of game changers. Being a game changer. What is a game changer? A game changer. Many of you may have heard those two words put together, game changer, before. And maybe you've never heard it before. But the, the phrase game changer is something that is it's really given to individuals who come into situations and look at things as they are and say, you know what? I'm about to change the entire game of that. I'm about to I'm about to just switch the entire way that things are done, the way that things are perceived, the way that people view things, and I'm going to take it and I'm going to make it mine and I'm going to make it mine to the point that it becomes uh influential, it becomes something that other people want to mimic, they want to do, or it just becomes a blueprint for other people to follow who may not have a vision or may not have a a a a, a way of making things happen. I'm going to change it for them. And so that's what I always strive to do. That's what I always strive to be. And so there were so many people who we can look at in the world and say, you know what? Because of that person, I am the way that I am today. Because of the way they did things, that's the way I model or walk my life out today so that I can get those same type of results. And so I'm just asking you a question. When you think of game changers, when you think of people who really change the game for you or for society or for culture, they really change the way things are done today. Who do you think of? Who are those people? I'm going to give you a second. When you think of game changers, influencers, influential people, who who do you think of? Well, I'm going to tell you who I think about. Of course, because of my faith, I believe in Jesus, right? I believe and uh, I believe God changed the game. I believe he changed the game because he took a world that was um, totally in a, in a wreck, totally in a disarray. And he was able to change the game by sending uh individual by the name of Jesus, you know what I'm saying, who changed the game, who literally came, took away sin. And because of that, we're forever changed. We ever forever have the opportunity to be changed because of what he did. And so that's why I think of the number one game changer. But other game changers that I think of, when I think of game changers, I think of people like Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, who literally took a society and he took a a city by storm and he took a a way of life 
that was so common in the South when it came to racism, when it came to prejudices, when it came to mistreating people. And he changed the game by bringing light to an environment, to a community, to a situation and creating a movement that spread not just throughout his city, but spread throughout the entire world. There are people in third world countries. There are people in in different on different continents who are still uh, um talking about the things that King did that are still mimicking some of the things that he did when it comes to social change and injustices. They are literally walking off of the backs of Dr. King and even people like Gandhi, who King got a lot of his methods from. They were people who game changed, who changed the game. They 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 went into hostile situations and when other people would answer with violence, when they would answer with, you know, all types of of, of extreme just Anarchy. They were the ones that say, you know what? No, we're going to address this with peace. We're going to conquer evil and hate with love. We're going to do it nonviolently. That was totally different uh, coming from a, a, a country, the United States of America, who all they know is war. All they know is fighting. All they know is conquering and taking over and, and, and making people slaves like this is what this country did. And yet here comes this black man or here comes this individual saying, you know what? I'm going to love you even though you hate me. Like, I'm going to, I know these are the laws, but I'm going to get these laws changed. Not by force. I'm not going to pull a Nat Turner. I'm not going to do these things, but I'm simply going to be me, have faith in God, and I'm going to try to love you. And through love, we're going to see some changes made. People like King, he's one of them. He's a game changer. Um, even when I think of people like our current culture and society, I, I think of people like Kanye West. Kanye West was something that the music industry had never seen in the early 2000s. I, I know this because I lived it. I was the, the tall T, headband, wristband, Air Force Ones wearing, throwback jersey wearing, a high school kid. And I remember, I'll never forget it, the first day that I heard a, a Kanye West record. I'll never forget it. Now, now, mind you, I've been hearing his records all through the last few years before I knew it was him. Like for the for years before I knew Kanye West was Kanye West, I had already heard his songs and didn't know it. And every time I heard his song, I said, man, that's different than what's been played on the radio. Kanye had like this soulful, this soulful thing about him where he was taking samples from old music and he was putting together the hip hop beats and it was just catchy and he he was just fly. He dressed good. He dressed nice. He 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 was brave enough to say the things that many of us would not say. We would think it, but we wouldn't say it. We weren't bold enough to say it. Kanye would say it. He was that person. He was that individual. And because of he was bold enough to change the game. Other people started copying him and trying to be like him or trying to do the things that he was doing. And, and I'm going to tell you, it's only one Kanye. Regardless of what you think about him today in 2022, regardless of you think about his situations, his, the things that he's gone through or, or are currently going through, regardless of what you feel about Kanye West, one thing you cannot take from that man is what he did when it came to changing music, fashion, and culture. I remember the first time I saw some uh, some Kanye West um, boots, some shoes, some Yeezys. I said, them have to be the most ugliest shoes I've ever seen in my life. I look up six months later. Everybody's trying to get some Yeezys. Yeezys are sold out. Yeezys are selling more and more expensive than the Jordans. And it ain't just us buying. It ain't just black people buying it. But all different races and cultures and society. Everybody's 
rocking the Yeezys. And then I said, okay, he got lucky with that one. Then he comes out with the Yeezy Boost, which is like rubber and hope. Man, I mean, you would have never thought people would be wearing these clothes and these shoes 10, 15 years ago. I remember when he released it, people were talking about it. What is he doing? Now, because he was bold enough to change the game, he was bold enough to be a dreamer, he was bold enough to say it, believe it, and then do it, this man has literally become one of the richest men in the world simply because he dared to change the game. He dared to, to take the ridicule, to take the abuse, take the criticism, to be overlooked. Um, he did all of that. A couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to watch his documentary on Netflix uh, called G uh, Genius. Looking over his career and just what it took for him to get to where he is today. And the man went through a lot. He went through being ignored. He went through being talked about, being overlooked. He did all of that. And through that, he never lost his passion. He never lost his vigor and his dream and his hope of being one of the biggest recording artists, one of the biggest influencers um, this culture, this world has ever seen. And he did that. And so I want to ask you, as you look at your life right now, as of today, no, you may not be Kanye West. No, you may not be Dr. Martin Luther King. May, no, you may not be all of these people who the world says is great or the world says is somebody. But to somebody, you are great. To somebody, you are somebody. And my question to you is to that person who looks at you as though you're everything or as though you are the one, what are you doing to change the game for them? What are you creating that is new? What are you creating that's influential? What are you creating that's helpful? What are you creating that's a blueprint or some type of, 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 of piece of healing or some type of piece of motivation or inspiration that that person can look at and say, you know what? That person changed the game of my life. That person changed my life. That person inspired me. And because of them, I don't do this or I do do this. Or because of them, I don't think this way or I do think this way. Who's that person in your life and what are you showing them? So today we're going to talk about game changing. We're going to be talking about influence. We're going to be talking about all of that. And I don't want to keep you long, but there are some things that I want to highlight today that you definitely have to have. You have to understand when it comes to changing the game. When it comes to being a game changer and decoding everything that God is putting you and then taking that and being able to share with other people, it has to be in a way that influences others. It has to call people to think, has to call people to action, and has to call people to give back. Those are the three things that it takes to be a game changer. To cause people to think, become aware, to cause people to be motivated enough to take action, and the last thing thing is to be able to influence to people to the point that you inspire others to do it themselves by the way that you give back to them. Those are the three keys that it takes to be a game changer. But aside from that, there are some things that I, I've, I've had to learn and I'm currently learning um, when it comes to influencing, being a leader, and really just pushing forward this next generation and pushing forward the people that are around me. Average leaders rise against things, but great leaders rise above. Above. Surely we can look at history and we can see individuals who were influential, people who made great impact um, by rising against issues, right? I talked about King. He rose against an issue. Um, no matter what you feel about him, he's still in history. People like Adolf Hitler, I mean, 
people who influence people to do things that they probably wouldn't have done on their own. There's a certain vigor about a person. There's a certain type of swagger. There's a certain type of confidence that a person exudes to get other people to do something or believe something else. Uh, and these people have been able to do it. People like Malcolm X, who went with the unpopular opinion at some point when it came to being violent. King was talking about being nonviolent. He had all these people follow him being nonviolent, but all of a sudden he woke up and then there was a Malcolm X who said, no, by any means necessary. What do you do in a situation like that? And so average leaders rise against things, but great leaders rise above. And even though Malcolm was rising against the status quo or what was normal at that time when it came to nonviolence, he, even though he rose against that belief, he still was able to rise above it and come out with a bigger message. And so that's one of the things that I look at and I look at our culture around here today. Like there's so many people who are not thinking for themselves. They don't, they don't lead in any type of way. A lot of times our culture and our generation, we we look at what's cool. We look at what's popular. And because we don't want to step outside of that, we don't challenge ourselves to think outside the box or challenge others to think outside the box. We'd rather go along with the grain. And it's becoming so apparent, man. It's like we follow trends each and every week. It's something new, whether it's a new dance. We have, we're scatterbrained. That's another thing. We're scatterbrained. We follow the trends, whatever's popular, we, 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 we go with whatever is trending, we go with whatever is the new meme, the new dance, the new TikTok, the new thing to talk about on social media. Everybody's talking about it. We're oversaturated with it. And there's rarely, rarely any individuals who say, hey, while y'all talking about this, I'm going to talk about this or I'm going to do this. And I'm and I'm concerned that we're raising a generation who no longer know how to change the game because they don't know how to get out of the game. And there's so many people still inside of the game, inside of this matrix. And if I can pull you out, if you can pull yourself out, just imagine how many great inventions, inventors, and, and things like that can come, up, can, can come out of what other people look over and look past. I say this the other day, I think about just the Will Smith and Chris Rock incident that happened, right? It was a moment, literally a split moment in time that literally took up the next few weeks of our lives. It's all we talked about on social media. It's all the news media outlets, outlets talked about. It was everywhere. You couldn't escape it. One man did one thing and billions of people all over the world had an opinion and they had to express it. And we were so divided at that time. Think about it. It was in the news for weeks. How much time, how much energy, how much mental energy did we waste debating our friends and families on social media about whether it was wrong, whether he should have did it, whether he shouldn't have did it? It doesn't even matter. Why do we get so consumed with other people's issues that we fail to realize just how valuable our energy and what we put forth and what we put out in the world is? Like, like we totally take our eyes off of vision and focus and mission and we start focusing on everything around us and whenever we do that the people who are needing us and wanting us they're missing out they're missing out on valuable information valuable time that you could be doing something constructive and i don't want i don't want you i don't want my listeners i don't want this tribe i don't want this group of us to get to a point 
to where we get so wrapped up and consumed with the world that we forget our individuality, that we forget the reason that God created us. Like he didn't create us like nobody else. He didn't create us like nobody else. And, and we have to be very clear that, that we're here for a reason and we have to maximize on that. We, we have to be conscious of, of the value that we hold, things that we bring to the table. And we have to show interest in people who show interest in us. I feel like a lot of times we go chasing after people who don't even care about the things that we're doing. They're not even paying attention. But yet we're still trying to impress them. We're trying to go hard to get attentions, likes, whatever it is. And then we start showing interest in, in, in people and things that really don't bring value to us. And so showing interest in someone is not just enough. Like when we find those individuals who look at us a certain way, who consider us game changers, showing interest is not just enough. We got to go beyond that. We have to go beyond that. And we have to learn to invest. We have to invest in their life, invest in their talent, invest in their gifts. Give them the blueprint. Some of the greatest things that have ever happened to me in my life came at the hands of individuals who took the time to first put me on game so when I got into these rooms or I got into these situations that I knew how to act, I knew how to behave, I knew how to maneuver in certain arenas. But if they would have never invested in me, if they just would have showed interest to say, hey, I see what you're doing or, hey, you got potential, kid, I would have never been able to, to maximize or learn and discover just all that was embedded in me. But the fact that they not only showed interest, but they invested, whether it been time, whether it was a cup of coffee, whether we just sat down for an hour to talk, whether it was for them to ask me questions. How do you think? How do you feel? How would you approach this? It challenged me to get out of this cookie cutter box and cookie cutter concept of, you know, going with the flow and literally stepping out of the box and thinking for myself, thinking for myself. Let me ask you a question. Do you think for yourself? I want you to be honest. I want you to be honest because I know a lot of times we say, yeah, I'm my own person. I'm my own individual. I think for myself, let's be honest. Most of the time, our thoughts are swayed by our surroundings and the people who we who, that have our ear, the people that we can see on a daily basis. They're usually the ones that influence our decisions. Ask me how I know because I watch the news. I watch television when you think about the elections, the election seasons that we had in the years past, many of the people who were at odds with one another really weren't at odds with one another. It was just the fact that the, the individuals that they were giving their attention, their, their their ears to, they allowed them to manipulate and to control their minds, control the outcome. And that's what that's what the media does. When you're not secure with who you are and secure with what you are and what you bring to the table, you allow anything to distract you. And that's not why we're here. We're called to change the game, to be well aware of what's happening, to be conscious of what's happening, and then decide how we're going to affect it. How are you affecting your game-changing environment? How are you affecting your household? Is your house affecting you or are you affecting your house? Is, is, is your children running, uh, what do they say, are, are your children running amok? <laughs> are they holding the keys to Alcatraz and have you in prison? Or are you stepping up as a mom and dad and you're controlling the environment? Are you at work allowing your boss to dictate how you feel once you clock out? 
or are you going into your job and you're determining the atmosphere and the the element of 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 comfortability in your cubicle, in your space, in your area, with your coworkers? Are you going to church and you're listening to the pastor, which we should do? I'm a preacher, so I'm telling you, you should always listen to us. Uh, fact check us. We ain't always right, but we spend time with the Lord and we spend time with God really trying to figure out how to speak to you. But sometimes you have to go into environments and churches and you have to, you have to bring something to the table. There's something that your pastor may not see. There's something that the committee or the, that the church is running is something that they may not be able to see, but you can see it. You understand it. You, you, you have the foresight to be able to push that church, that community, that, 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 um, organization, whatever it is, to the next level. You are the game changer. You're not in certain situations to be changed by the game. And so I'm encouraging you. I'm giving you full clearance to be able to, to look at who you are, what you bring to the table, and see how you can add value in every space that you're in. Adding value is important. Many times we live our lives as takers, takers. We take from people who want to give to us. We take from people who... Uh, uh, who are always willing to help and we're never giving back. That's not what a game changer does. A game changer gives back. As a game changer, you have to be okay with knowing that everybody's not going to get it. It's not going to happen the first time you attempt it. You have to try things. You have to start. You have to fail. You have to start again. You have to fail. It's literally what creates champions. I look at people like Kobe Bryant, who at the end of his career, at the end of his life, we look back and say, you know what? That man was special. He had this killer instinct. He had this this drive about him. He just had this passion that he wanted to win. He wanted to do this. He wanted to do that. And it wasn't until he was no longer here that people really looked at him and said, wow, he's a very inspirational person. He's he's motivated. He's inspiring. People didn't say that when Kobe was living. When Kobe Bryant was living. They said he was arrogant. They said he was a ball hog. They said that he destroyed teams. He was a madman. They said all these things about Kobe Bryant when he was in playing the game, when he was changing the game. That's what they were saying about him. But when he was retired, he was no longer playing. When he, he was no longer living, people said, wow, he was one of the greatest to ever do it. Understand, you will never be appreciated in real time. Not like you should be. You'll never be appreciated in real time like you should. All the greats, all the greats did not become great until they were no longer in the scene. People loved them. They admired them. They looked up to them. They praised them. But they did not become great, become legends, become icons until they were no longer in the spotlight like they were. And so... Michael Jackson. We know how great Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is probably one of the biggest pop stars this world has ever seen. He was great. He was big. He was big. But he became great once he died. He became a legend, an icon once he died. People like Nipsey Hussle, when he was around, when he was living, he was just a game banger. He was just a gang. He was a crip. He was a rapper. He did a little bit of this for the community. People supported here and there. But when he died, oh, he was an entrepreneur. Oh, he was changing, changing the community. He was giving jobs to people who didn't have jobs. He was creating economic uh, 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 mobility for, 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 uh, for Crenshaw. And, and Come on, man. Was people really saying the marathon continued? Before he died? No. No. 
The marathon continues because he died and what he invested while he was living. Other people want to pick up that mantle and run with it. What are you doing that other people want to run with? Did they say, oh, when you're too weak to do it, when they say, oh, um, you, you, you need to rest a little bit, we'll take over. What are you doing that other people say, you know what, I wouldn't mind being a part of that. That's what it's like to be a game changer, man. But you got to be sincere about it. Like, people can tell when you're not sincere. They can tell when you're faking the phone, when you're just doing it to be relevant, when you're just doing it to, to bring attention to yourself. I mean, you got to be real about this thing. You got to be real about this thing. We're living in a world where people got to be, you got to be real, man. Like, you, we're living in a world where everything around us is fake news. Fake news is all we hear. Um, nothing is for real no more. It's funny. I was, um, I get on, a, I get on social media and my mom, she follows me on Instagram and social media and she sends me videos to my DMs and I've sent her videos as well. And it's so funny. Every time I send her a video, she's like, that ain't for real. That ain't really happened. That's computer generated. Like she literally goes in and she doesn't believe anything. Now, some stuff do be, it'd be like a skit or something like that be made up. And some stuff definitely is real. And she's like, nope, it doesn't, it's not real. That's the generation that we're living in. That's the generation that we're cultivating that no matter what you do, there's some type of motive behind it. It's not authentic. It's not real. You know what I mean? And, 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 and I'm just telling you, this world, this generation that's coming up, that is now, they want to be led. They want to be led. I think about all of the leaders and the people that were really influential growing up during my time that I could look up to and say, you know what? They are somebody. I could literally look at every facet of um, of the way that society was ran and say, and pick a little bit, pick a piece out of that person, take a little bit from that person, take a little bit from that person. And before you knew it, you had a well-rounded individual. I could say I wanted to to play sports. I wanted to be like um, Michael Jordan. I want to be good at sports like Michael Jordan. Then I could say, I want to be able to talk to people and really connect with them on a level that's personal and really dig and kind of like Oprah. And then after that, I could say, you know what? I want to, I want to inspire people. I want to, I want to inspire people to think that they could do more and be more, that they don't have to just be what that was in their surroundings. Cause I could look at people like Ben Carson, who was a doctor, or, or I could look at people who, um, just did different things. I, I want to lead a movement. I want to lead, I can look at Dr. King. We're living in a time where a generation is literally saying that we don't have leaders. We have influencers. We have people on social media who do skits who are not real. We do, we have people who to be an influencer, to be a game changer today, all you got to do is be a model. All you got to do is be pretty. Dress nice, be cute. And there's nothing that is lasting that I'm personally seeing. And it, this is my podcast. So I'm just talking to you how I talk. I'm just talking to you, sharing my beliefs, my views. We got to do better. We got to do better. We got to do better as a community, as a society, as a culture uh, to make sure that once we leave here, we didn't leave it empty. We didn't leave it void. As a game changer, it can become easy to get real complacent. I don't know about you, but I've had I've had moments where I was trying to do things that were innovative, that were that were different in the areas that I was working in. And it became so tiring that I just gave up man. I got complacent. I said, people don't want to change. People don't want more. So why? Why should I even give? Why should I even try? Why should I even do it? And I tried to stop. As a game changer, you're going to you're going to want to stop because that's what it's like. 
You're literally changing the game, how something is done. But you can't get complacent with where you are. You have to you have to be inspired from somewhere. You have to pull that motivation from somewhere. And it has to come from within. And so, um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what you are aspiring to do. I don't know what you're being pushed or motivated to do. But but you're the one. You're the one to do it. You might be saying, I, I ain't called to be no no civil rights leader. That was 70 years ago. Yeah, but you got an skill. You got an experience to lead something, to invoke some type of change. You 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 got some type of some type of knowledge or some type of focus about you that 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 other people need that are around you. Right? You gotta be transparent as you're changing the game. Like I, I hate the story of people who 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 get to the top and they don't have a struggle. Like people who get to a certain point and they can't connect with individuals who um, have not reached that level of mentality or just materialistic game, whatever it is, I can't stand people who get to a point and forget about the hard times, the struggle. When you get to where you're trying to get to, you got to be transparent about what it took to get you there. Those are the stories that inspire people. People who have rags to riches stories, they're the ones that give hope to people to say, you know what? It's possible. It's possible. It is not as easy as it looks to me. Those are the, the influencers that I respect. Those who have a real story, not something that's made up, not something that is conjured up and just to sound cool. But when I can see your battle scars, when I can see your grind, the sweat, the tears, the, the times you posted and you didn't get a like, the times that you you made a video and people didn't comment, the times that you did this or you did that, you, you put out a product and people didn't buy it. When you can give me that type of story, oh, you can talk to me then. You can talk to me then. You're relatable to me then. Always be authentic. Always be transparent. Because that is what changes people's hearts. That's what changes people's perception of what is possible. To know that where you are is not hard to obtain. What you've done is not hard to obtain. It's I mean, it's hard, but it's not impossible to obtain. Excuse me. It's not impossible to obtain. It can be done. And so I don't care if you're starting a business. I don't care if you are just you're giving back to the Boys and Girls Club. I don't care if you're over a ministry at church. I don't care if, if, if you're a school teacher and you're going into a school kind of like Abbott Elementary. You're going into a school and you're trying to change the culture. You have all these ideas and everybody's blowing you off because the culture says this doesn't work over here. I don't care where you are in life, where you're on a job, can't get the respect that you need. They got you running doing the coffee runs, but they don't want to listen to your ideas. They don't want to hear none of that. All I'm going to tell you is, and all I can tell you is, keep running. Keep changing the game. Keep doing what is not normal. Pretty soon people got to catch up. They got to get on board. Why? Because what is not working will not last. And don't become complacent. Because of what you have to give isn't being appreciated or valued. Give back. Change the game. Allow people to say when you leave a room or when you leave a place or you leave an organization that, man, I didn't realize it when they was here. But, woo, they really did add value. I didn't give them the, 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 the attention, the 
the affirmation. I didn't give them the resources that they needed to do what they needed to do when they were there. But woo, they had a plan. They they literally were innovative. That's who you are. That's who God created you to be. Don't let the world tell you any different. So this week, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be motivated. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're pursuing, whatever you're in charge of, whatever you're responsible of, whoever you're influencing, change the game, change their life, change their vision, change their perception. Bring it up here. Let's go from being on a on, on a low level of thinking, on a low level of consciousness, on a low level of 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 effort, and let's push the envelope. You're not experiencing all of those letdowns. You're not experiencing all of those. Uh, difficult moments that you're experiencing right now in life just because God ain't trying to be evil. He ain't trying to play this. I just want to see how long they can last. That's not what he's doing. The truth is it has to happen to you before it can happen through you. And that's just an easy nugget. That's my last nugget I'm going to leave with you today. How do you know you're a game changer? Because it had to happen to you so that it could happen through you. Mm. I think I got a whole nother 30 minutes to talk, but I'm not going to do it. If you don't hear nothing else today, hear that. Whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through, it had to happen to you or it's happening to you because that's how God is going to get it through you. So change the game. Be encouraged. Be inspired. I love you until we meet again, until we talk again. Don't forget, I'm your biggest fan. And to continue to decode your greatness. Y'all be good.